0: Oh shit, and we're back, boys, for UFC Tampa! Even though the New Orleans Saints just thrashed the Tampa Bay Bucks, we'll still have a fight there, anyways. Uh, Before we get to that, let's get into some uh, news and whatnot from around the block. So, apparently, John Jones is just feuding with everybody. He was going at Chris Weidman, which, I mean, doesn't really make a lot of sense considering Chris Weidman still has to get past Dominic Reyes. Now he's going to Izzy, Israel Adesanya talking about Dragon Ball Zs and calling him a f***ing nerd. <laughs> so, so funny. But anyways, I don't know what he says he's not going to. John Jones says he's not going to fight. him. He's reluctant to give him a fight. Says he's going to be up at heavyweight by the time Israel's ready to move up to 205. But then keeps going back at him. Which I think is funny on Twitter and whatnot. Whatever, man. Keep doing it. Um, But it's just weird. And the Chris Weidman thing, I mean, he hasn't even fought at 205 yet. Chris Weidman's talking about, well, I ended on Anderson Silva's reign. Like, cool, Anderson Silva was also 40. John Jones is 33. He'll be 34, 35 by the time you fight him. It ain't going to matter. And when it comes to Izzy, I think Israel's too small. I really, really do. I mean, unless he gets on the same weight training program that John Jones is on and blows up to two twenty-five, you know, takes some uh tainted supplements, has some picograms. Uh well actually gets his picograms all online. Then let's talk about it. So then though, he's too skinny, he's too small. And people say John Jones, John Jones has chicken legs. That's the only thing that's small about him. Other than that, that kid is huge up top. PC even said he's stronger than he looks, and when he pushes people around, they're not ready for it. And they're that his strength is deceiving. And it's just, it's funny. But uh, Kobe Covington and Kamaru Usman since the last time I did an MMA show. Uh, they're fighting at UC 245 with Amanda Nunez and Max. So that'll be cool. Three title fights, a year end show. I'm excited about that. Let's go. Cubby. Fucking uh, Kobe, baby. Oh, man. Dude, UC Tampa. So there's some uh, drama with the main event. Yoana. Said that uh, she couldn't make weight, allegedly, a couple days ago to the UFC. The UFC tried to get uh, Michelle to take uh, either a catchweight bout, and she said no, or to find another person. She said no, which is kind of a bitch-made move, if you ask me. She she said, this is what she said. I'm fighting at 115 to fight f***ing... Who's the champ? Oh, Weili Zhang. Not Valentin Shevchenko. I'm not taking a 120-pound... Like catch weight. It doesn't fing matter. You'd still fight for a straw weight belt. Are you are you dumb? You other marrow missed weight twice and still fought for a middleweight championship. If you come in on weight or if the catch weight isn't is agreed upon and it's not your fault, the UFC's not gonna look at it like, well, that's a flyweight win. She can't fight Valentino, so looks like she's gonna get a title shot. That's not how it looks. And Michelle Waterson, in case you didn't know, you're not in you're not next. Tatiana Suarez, when she's healthy, is next. That's just... It is what it is. You're not... You were not next. I'm sorry. You're just not. I mean, you could be before Tatiana, only because of the timeline of Tatiana's injury, but I think she's doing better. She's getting up there. But you are not next. You're next due to injury. You're not next because you earned it. I mean, and then the fact that you won't even... You won't consider fighting, taking a fight with Dern. You wouldn't fight someone else. You won't... I just... Oh, because Joanna is gonna miss weight, and Shiona actually said that she's not she's gonna miss weight. She said she's on weight, she's doing great. So I don't know, Michelle Waterson. I just—it's a bitch made move just to turn down a fight and then make up that bullshit reason about being about being on weight and trying to fight for a strawweight title. You're still gonna fight, even if you won, you'd still fight for a strawweight title. They would not move you up to fight Valentina. What the f*** are you thinking? God, irritating. Just irritating that she's. Whatever. I don't want to get upset. Ugh. God. Anyways. Oh, shit. King Molu Wall's back. He's going to fight at Bellator 233 for the final air quotations. MMA bout. We'll see because everyone who retires in MMA comes back. Dude. Ugh. That's been... Oh. I guess we got to get into UFC 243. Main card. Kind of a snoozer. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't... Wasn't didn't blow your hair back? I'm not gonna lie, it was uh very pedestrian. Am I upset? I paid sixty dollars for it. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Should have just fuck streamed it like I normally do. Uh, Nadia Kasim Kasim lost. Ugh, she's probably out of the UFC. Be honest. Megan Anderson came through first round triangle choke. Fantastic. I didn't think she had that grappling. She looked phenomenal at home. I'm man, she's a little upset she didn't get a bonus and she was on the prelims when it was in Australia. Uh, whatever. Her fight was definitely more exciting than Diego Lima. The Juco. Juco, whatever. Or the Luke. Yeah, Luke Jumo or whatever. I can't pronounce his name. That fight should have been on the prelims and Megan Anderson should have been up. But she won. Jake Matthews won, so that was cool. Uh, do a vicious KO. Juergen De Castro killed Justin Taffa. That fight was, as long as it lasted, was pretty fun. And he just slept it. Diego Lima, split decision, whatever. He wasn't impressive. Sergey Spivak. Spivak. He choked out. He choked Tai Tuvasa unconscious with an arm triangle. Wasn't that impressive. Tai, I don't know, man. He does no technique. He can't really... I mean, he did good. He got up a couple times. But then he got tired. Said so this is the first time doing strength and uh, conditioning, which, I mean, you can tell he was improved, but I don't know if he's improved to the UFC level. I think they should send him down to LFA or somewhere else, to let him get a little more experience, let him get a training regiment more regularly, and then bring him back. Dan Hooker dominated Ally Quinta, which I didn't see. I picked Ally Quinta just because I thought he was going to win. Uh, Dan Hooker came in and said, check this out, and just beat his ass and dominated him for 15 minutes. Oh, and then Israel Adesanya beat Robert Whittaker. Knocked him out in the second round. This was tough, man. I love Robert Whittaker. Everyone who said Robert Whittaker is done, shut the f*** up. That's the first time my man's lost at middleweight. So let's calm the f*** down a little bit. And I don't don't think Israel Adesanya is that much better. I think that it was Robert Whittaker feeling the effects of taking 19 months off Due to injury, and then coming back to fighting one of the best fighters in the world, Israel came out different than I thought. I thought he'd look to put the pressure on Robert Whitaker because of the layoff, and kind of get him out like what he did Kelvin Gastelum. He didn't. He counterstruck very, very effectively. I mean, I couldn't watching it. I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. I cannot believe he's taking this this approach, and it worked. He did phenomenal. He knocked him out in the second round. Brutal too. It was vicious. I, just, I didn't see that. I, I was impressed. And Izzy said his next fight is going to be against Paulo Costa. So that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, and Paulo Costa could knock him out with one punch, but also can uh, Paulo Costa go five hard rounds? I have no idea. He slowed down. I mean, against Yoel Romero, not as much as Joel. And the third round, he kind of he looked fresh. So I mean, he, but that's the third round, fighting Yoel Romero. Who is a blitz fighter, not a constant pressure fighter. But I will give Paulo Costa his due. He paced himself phenomenally against Joel Romero. He had the pressure on him. He was in his face the entire time. He looked a little tired in the second round, but then looked rejuvenated in the third. So I'm thinking he may he might be able to go five rounds. If Paulo Costa can to keep that pace and that pressure for five rounds, I think he beats it. I think he finishes his Real I do not think it's a question. But if he comes in lackadaisical and underestimates Sergio Sonia because he's a little skinny, I think Israel's going to dance circles around him, punch his face in, get a late, late stoppage or decision win. I'm hoping that Paulo Costa's getting into even better shape, gets on some of those Mexican supplements. And, uh, yeah, and he gets his conditioning better, maybe a little EPO. Talk to my guy T.J. Dillashaw and uh, before you saw it, gets him wins a title and I can talk shit about it is there Adesanya losing <laughs> alright that's enough about that let's go uh, UFC Tampa alright we're gonna go through just real quick the prelims I'm just gonna pick winners and then we'll go more in depth on the main card uh, alright JJ Aldridge is fighting Lauren Mueller oh man this fight's gonna be tough for me uh gun to my head, I'm going Lauren Mueller. I'm just I'm just going Lauren Mueller because of the uh grappling. Marvin Vittori versus Andrew Sanchez. Easy. Marvin Vittori because I hate Andrew Sanchez. Miguel Beza versus Hector Aldana. Let's go Hector Aldana, baby. Marlon Vera versus An- Andre Ewell. Uh Marlon Vera. De Evison Figueredo versus Tim Elliott. Ooh. Ooh. Tim Elliott, Max Griffin, Alex Morono. Oh, this fight! Ooh, this fight's gonna be wild, boys. This is a sleeper for fight of the night. Oh, give me Max Griffin in that though, for sure. All right, light heavyweight: Ryan Spann versus Devin Clark. Who we? Why are we even talking about this? That's Ryan Spann all day, all day. All right, Nico Price versus James Vick. James Vick going up to welterweight after begging top ten lightweights to fight him. Claiming they were afraid to fight him. He lost all three of his top ten uh lightweight fights. Justin Gagey murdered his ass in under a minute. Paul Felder beat his ass from pillar to post for 15 minutes, and then Dan Hooker knocked him out in two and a half minutes. The boy does not belong at the top. Guess what happened? My man is moving back to welterweight. <laughs> Oh, sucks, though, because he drew Nico Price. Nico Price, I believe, is coming off of a loss as well. Yeah, to Jeff Neal. Uh, UFC 240, that was in July. All right, I like, I like that time off for for Nico. He was fighting pretty regularly there for a second. Ooh, I'm going to go Nico Price. I think, he's, I think he starts too quick for James Vick. I think James Vick takes a little time to settle in, and I think that's why Dan Hooker knocked him out so quick and why Justin Gage was able to knock him out so quick. Not a fast starter, but Nico Price gets in to handle business and collect a bonus. So between Max Griffin and Alex Morono and Nico Price versus James Vick, those are two sleepers for five of the nights. But I got Nico Price. I got Nico Price by first round finish. I think James Vick has been overrated since. He called out the top ten saying they were scared of him. So later, buddy. Okay. Middleweight. Main card. My guy, Eric Anders. Former... Running back for the, or not running back, linebacker for the 2009 National Championship Team at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide! Woo! All right, he's fighting Gerald Murchart. Oh, man, this is going to be, uh, this fight's going to be interesting because Eric Anders does tend, if you put the pressure on him and put a kind of a pace on him, he does tend to tire. I've seen it happen multiple times. And Gerald Merchardt also doesn't have the best conditioning, but he's got the submissions where I feel like Eric Anders doesn't. Eric Anders is decent at at MMA, whereas Gerald Merchardt specializes, I guess, more on the ground. He has decent striking. I wouldn't say it's up to the level of, as far as power, as Eric Anders. I think neither one of them have tremendous technique, but I think Eric Anders has the power advantage. Gerald Merchardt has the grappling advantage. But I feel like Eric Anders... Drop him back down to middleweight. If he makes weight and he looks and and he's in a decent shape, I think he can win a decision. Hold him off, land some strikes, and use his footwork, his movement, stay on the outside, and try to either finish Jared Murchart with strikes or grind get a decision uh, with the strikes, but do not engage and try, let him take you down. So I feel like if Jared Mershart takes him down, Eric Connors isn't gonna get up. And by the third round, he's gonna be so exhausted, his chin's gonna be open for a choke or his one of his limbs. Uh, next fight is Matt the Steamroller Frivola from my guy Ray Longo uh, against Luis Violent Bob Ross Pena. This fight, I feel like it's going to be entertaining, but I don't know if either one of them has the pace, pressure, and power to put on a fight-of-the-night performance. Uh, Matt Frivola really is, he's wet, he's well-rounded in everything, which is phenomenal. He's insane. Uh, Luis Pena, man, he's his striking's been getting better. He does have a six-inch reach and height, uh, I believe. Um, but I've seen him get tired. I've seen him get tired before. I've seen him not give up, but just not try his hardest to win. Where Matt Frivola is on you every second of that fight, he is trying to win. Uh, but I feel like Luis Pena might have a, an advantage in the submission game. Maybe not on the ground and in overall, but in a submission game, I feel like Luis Pena can get the win. Uh I, I was going Luis Pena up until right now when I just started evaluating it in my head. Ooh, I'm going to go with uh, the steamroller Frivola. I think he wins by decision. I mean, Luis Pena, he's going to get better. He's training AKA, but I just feel like Matt Frivola is just too good everywhere to get caught in something silly. Ray Long was going to have him prepared, disciplined, and ready. And I feel like with the ally Quinta loss that he's going to be even more motivated. Matt Favola is to get in there and get a win for the team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm changing my pick on the fly. Steamroller Favola. Let's get it, boys. Oh, shit. Here is my favorite fight on the card. The return of Mackenzie Dern versus Amanda Rebus. Amanda Rebus, in her own right, is also a cutie. I'm not going to lie to you. She is adorable. But Mackenzie Dorn is, Dorn is hot as fuck. I'm not even going to bleep that out because, oh, my God. You know that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street where he's biting his knuckle? Dude, that is how, that is what happens when I think of Mackenzie Dern. She is fine. Mm, she's had a kid. doesn't matter. She's still fine as hell. She said the uh, weight cut is actually easier after having a kid, which I don't know how that works, but whatever. But Mackenzie Dern, Amanda Rebus. Amanda Rebus has seven finishes, or six finishes, three T, three submissions, three TKOs. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, very, I mean, the best pure jiu-jitsu practitioner in the women's in the women's division by far. She has also, though, lost her last three jiu-jitsu tournament matches, just on not on the record. But this is not, I mean, Amanda Rebus, I've, I want you to come out. And I want you to fight hard. But I don't know if you have what it takes to match the power of McKenzie Dern. McKenzie Dern's going to get in there, start throwing punches, hit you with a hard right hook like she did Amanda Cooper, take you down, wrap that neck up, and that's all she wrote. Give me Mackenzie Dern by some kind of submission. And I'm going to go choke. Not even, yeah, I'm going to go choke. Uh, guillotine. Give me a guillotine. Mackenzie Dern by guillotine. Uh, all right, next fight, Coleman event. This fight's not really, hasn't gotten really any shine. It's been uh, kind of weird, actually. I've honestly thought this fight would get a little more, but Cub Swanson, uh, fight facing Crone Gracie. Cub Swanson hasn't won a fight in four fights. His last win was against uh, Artem Lobov. I don't know, man. I, I, Cub's just—it looks like it doesn't look like he's lost a huge step, but I mean. He might have lost a half a second of his timing, and when you're fighting the best in the world, I guess that's enough. I don't know. Like who And Krone Gracie is such a savage, bro. Oh God. I I don't know. I don't like this fight for Cub. I really don't. Let's see who's Cub lost to? Brian Ortega. Frankie Edgar. And for the second time, but that was a decision. And what Kano, where he just got beat up in that first round. I don't know what happened. And Shane Burgos, which was a split decision. I believe I had uh, Cub Swanson win that fight. But still, Grone Gracie's 7-0. He just, he, he coming off of that win where he choked out Alex Caceres pretty early in the first round. I was a s- fantastic. Oh, he's 5-0. and All submissions, arm bar, triangle choke, rear naked, rear naked, rear naked. Yeah, he got him in two, Yeah, two minutes he tapped out. Alex which isn't like a huge deal, but I mean, it's still a UFC caliber fighter. Alex is respectable. The uh, Crone walked right through him. You could tell. I mean, his striking is a little basic. Uh, he doesn't have the technique and the fluidity of Cub Swanson, but training with Brian Ortega and Nate Diaz, I feel like that can only get better. Uh, we'll see. He hasn't fought in a while, Crone. I'm picking Crone Gracie. I, just, I, I don't know what kind of Crone Gracie we're going to see. I think we're going to see more of a striking. Cobb is a black belt in BJJ. Not at the same level as Crone, but I mean enough that he could probably fend off two or three takedowns at the beginning. Uh, but I got Crone Gracie by a second round submission. I, I don't see how Cubs Watson escapes that. If Brian Ortega wrapped him up, Crone Gracie is going to wrap him up. Maybe quicker, maybe even more devastating. But give me Crone by submission. But I think Crone's going to get tested here. and I think this is really going to open people's eyes to that, just act exactly how good Crone Gracie really is. So that'll be it. That'll be fun. Uh, main event, if it happens, allegedly. Yuana uh, Young Jacek, making her return to strawweight after a failed attempt at uh, Ioan, at, uh Valentina's title, is facing the the decisionator uh, coined by Team Alpha Male uh, for Dominic Cruz, but also used by Tatiana Suarez in an interview I did with BJ Johnson from No Filter MMA. Shout out with uh, our best friend Tatiana Suarez. Michelle Watterson, Decisions People. Her wrestling's been getting better. The way she... Who is she? She just threw around some girl. poor. Uh, and it was uh, shocking. Oh, Courtney Casey. Yeah, when she beat Courtney Casey, I was shocked that she was able to throw Courtney Casey around. Uh, Courtney Casey, a big girl. for That weight class. And she was able to throw her around, get, get take, get the takedowns. Uh, she has three wins in a row. Courtney Casey, Fleece Herring, uh, Carolina Kowalkovich. All by decision. All heavily wrestling influenced. Striking is very basic. No power. I I don't know how Michelle Watterson wins this fight. Uh, I just don't see it. I mean, I wasn't going to say other than the wrestling. But even then, Ioana is just going to get back up. No one can take her down or hold her down. I mean, Val did it a little bit, but not to the extent. No, but, I mean, Michelle Watterson's not Valentina. Uh, Ioana is going to, if she takes down, she's going to get back up and just keep landing strikes and elbows. And I think... I think we see the return of. Uh, actually, no. With, if there is actually weight cutting issues, I don't think you want to can finish her. If that was just BS and there's not really any issues and she comes in good shape and clean, um, then I think she can finish Michelle. But if if the the weights are true and she's more focused on the weight cut, I think it's just going to be a classic decision. You want to you want a style where she just gets in there, batters her, rearranges her face, and uh, gets the decision win. Wild! I can't. I can't wait for this card. Actually. This card actually, to me, is probably outside of the main event of UFC 243. This card's deeper than uh, that fight. It's, yeah, it's on Saturday, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on Saturday, and I don't know if it's on ESPN. I'm pretty sure it's on ESPN Plus. Yeah, yeah, ESPN Plus 19. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome, man! I can't wait. B1 is my favorite female fighter. I mean. Uh, second all-time to uh, the great Ronda Rousey. Uh, That's really all I got today, guys. We'll be back next week with a recap show, and we're going to preview Reyes versus Weidman, the Boston show. Ooh, here's a little teaser for you. I have a Chris Weidman uh, comparison to a borderline Hall of Fame NFL player in terms of legacy and career. Uh, we're going to get going to put it on the website. I'm going to write an uh, uh, article about it on one up, Check that out for all your news breakdowns. I do, I do daily breakdowns of the fight cards, one main card fight every day for the five days leading up to it. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah, just check in with me next week and uh, we'll get that. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe on Spotify and iTunes, Apple Podcasts, baby. Let's get it just remember in the world there are winners and there are losers and here at winning that's all we do